Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, managing editor of Fightful.com. It is October 3rd. We have WWE SmackDown Live to talk about. Also, predictions for this weekend's WWE Hell in a Cell uh, just a programming note, we did have the Holy Smokes MMA podcast this afternoon. Check that out. Sean Pearson on the show talking a little bit of pro wrestling-related Boston Crab use in MMA, which was one of the most embarrassing things I have ever seen in my entire life covering <laughs> MMA. It was sad, and you all have seen me go off on the Von Flu choke, which you have to put yourself in to get tapped out with. This was worse. This was the worst thing I've seen on the professional levels of MMA, probably. Uh, so check that out. Tomorrow, The List and your boy, myself and Jimmy Van, wrapped a new interview uh, today that will be uh, opened up in segments for that this week. And, of course, this weekend, Bellator 184. Tons of interviews on that show coming up this week. Uh, we got UFC 216, 215 this weekend. It's one 216. Uh, we have a live post show after that. Two title fights plus Derek Lewis versus Verdum. Then Sunday, WWE Hell in a Cell. Of course, we have a post show there. I want you guys to head over to Fightful.com. Check out all of our photos, videos, news stories, exclusives. We have analysis. We have match ratings. We have interviews. We have Brandon Howard's uh, statistical and financial analysis for you guys to look at. And, of course, our forums. I'm starting a new contest up on the forums probably tomorrow. The list and your boy. So go check that out. Interact with us. Join in on the live discussion. Without further ado, I am joined by Anna Bauert, who did not do a lower third tonight. Anna, were you trying to make a statement? <clears throat> I'm just um, showing off some Oh, nice it was uh, a conscious decision. Yeah, so I put it up, and then I took it off when I realized you can see my show. So you're getting interrupted just like Elias would if he were here right now. Yeah, pretty so much. So I can introduce I it. Jeff Hawkins, 
the baby face. Mm. You're you're only encouraging more Elias, Anna. I, I can't I can't accept this. <laughs> oh, I love Elias. You're not a fan no. of Elias. I'm I'm not. <laughs> um, I, yes. I, I'm a fan of. I'm, I'm a I'm a fan up to a point. I, I, I'm tired of an undefeated streak for Elias. I want to see him get beat. <laughs> and uh, uh, as we were talking about before the show, Sean Rossap, it's sad when the hottest thing in wrestling, PWG, can't even sell out instantly anymore. Is a lawsuit. I, hey, it almost <laughs> because of a lawsuit. Well, no, 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 no. I, the hottest thing in wrestling is a lawsuit. Oh, yeah, that's true. We were talking <laughs> about that. Like, it's just a real sense of just a down period, and that's unfortunate. Of course, we do have our faithful, fightful followers. Man, that was way too much alliteration for me. Mm. Um, I almost went to that PWG Friday show. I asked my wife if she could get off, off work on uh, that Friday, and she just couldn't because we had the Toronto trip and then the Orlando trip, so – Planning a random trip to Rosita in like less than a month wasn't something that we could do. No, that's not worth it. <laughs> and we're looking for a new associate editor as announced today on Twitter, guys. Alex kind of taking a step back. He is remaining with the site uh, to do off the tracks and some podcast stuff with us. Uh, but if you know of anybody that you would like to see, uh, send them our way or submit an application. The requirements are on the top of my uh, Twitter page, but we're looking for definitely a candidate with a wide open schedule, ability to break news, uh, experience covering things like that. And you know, Anna would be ideal for the role, but she's doing that, you know, living in Australia thing. So, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing that you do. Yeah. Even though, like, you're supposed to be eating kangaroos. I don't know. <laughs> it's like where where is the worst place to live right now? I don't. I can't really criticize. Sean, can I? Do you eat your car? Do I eat my car? Do you well, eat your I car? mean, if it comes in like then a gummy form, I would. It's delicious. I'm sure they're like gummy cars. Like when why they're promoting would I that, eat that, that movie. Transportation. Mm. It's just savage. Mm. Sick. Alex just passed <laughs> along a little. Alex, the language. Are you trying to get us demonetized? That was the one. That was the one for the episode. YouTube doesn't care. That killed me. What's the manners? Jack is laughing. I know everything's backwards literally down there too, but come on. Uh, Alex just sent me some information that they got rid of the boo at the beginning of Kalisto's theme, which I think after last night, probably a good move. They they re-added the lucha sound. Now to get rid of Kalisto. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that briefly because I think that's a pretty good talking point. Jeff, were you as underwhelmed as the masses in regards to that? Even more so because they have two guys better than Kalisto already in the 205 division they don't even use in Lince Dorado and uh, Grand Metallique. So... Yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, it's a, it's a too clever by half solution to a problem that they painted themselves into a corner. Anna, when the sound effect, pew, hits your mind, <laughs> what, what do you associate that with? Uh, this, uh, this is a joke, as I say, disappointment, and that's not true. But in that moment, it kind of was nothing to, I'm glad that they found this guy a spot. But they could have done this so much better. 
and they really did set him up for disappointment because it, it just came out of absolutely nowhere and he didn't have the build up or you know previously have the build anyway before he left TV for a while to merit this kind of a reaction or it just doesn't fit whatsoever in the story. It was going so well. So SmackDown Live tonight, we're going to make predictions as these segments unfold throughout the show. Nakamura is brought out by Renee Young to a huge ovation. He's given some real dirty dialogue. Jeff, what were your thoughts on this? He was over with the crowd big time. Yeah, until he started talking, which is his weak they spot. They still liked him. Well, yeah, this was such a lame. This was such a lame response to the question. It, it, it's just uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Well, I, I'd, I'd much rather him say like stick and stones may break my bones, but I'm gonna break Jinder's face. That that would have been cool. Um, I, I just yeah, I don't I, think it would have been that cool. <laughs> I think you're not, not from him. I mean, the look. Cool Anything other than well, look. Anything other than what he said would have been better than what he said. That—that's my opinion. I just, I, I th- this was full of cringe for me. Anna, yeah, this this dialogue. Your thoughts? I remember being taught this stuff in primary school. Um, yeah, and it's. This is the thing now. People going on about, well, Shinsuke is not that good on the mic. Well, it's the shit that they're giving him to say is not good for him to say on the mic. And any, I, I, they painted themselves into a corner. I think anything that he could have said that wasn't of Shinsuke's actual opinion um, regarding the nice little promo that Mahal did a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't really going to be accepted by most of the audience because we just know that it's going to be WWE trying to backpedal at some point. And yet, still not the worst dialogue of the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got some mm-hmm. more. Also, uh, MMA fans wanted to give you this news. Uh, Frankie Edgar, Max Holloway, UFC 218. Uh, that's notable because this week, Showdown Joe was scheduled to talk to Frankie Edgar, but Frankie Edgar had to kind of push it back a little bit, and uh, that's why. So that's why you all didn't get the promised Frankie Edgar interview this week. Uh, now, uh, back to wrestling things. I, even though the dialogue was terrible, I love the format of having Renee Young in the ring to interview people, especially baby faces. Because as I've, said, as I've said before, when you're prompted to say some stuff, even though it's dog shit dialogue, it comes off a lot better than you coming out. Like, imagine if he just came out and said, Sticks and stones will break my bones. That would have been even worse. And yeah. unless you're, an, unless you're like an Enzo Amore, which it kind of that's kind of his deal. I think it comes off as kind of pretentious to just run out there and be like, "Okay, I'm going to talk about this guy who I don't like." Yeah, the other thing that didn't help also. I mean, I liked the Renee touch, but the line, but also just the Shinsuke. Here's the question that da 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 da, and then just the the pause and the. Like he had to think about this. I mean, that that was uh, that that's the part that got me, not the line. It was just the the whole production number out of that, and then coming up with that for a line. Just it really rubbed me the wrong way tonight. I'm kind of cranky though. So, 
So Jinder shows up, attacks Nakamura from behind. Nakamura fights back, but the numbers game is too much. A notable uh, point of this opening segment was that the Singh brothers have their own music. Anna, does that mean they're in for the super push of all time? Yeah, because Mahal can't do it for himself. It should be. They should be. They're great. Uh, it's also a great thing the Singh brothers were there to make sure that Jinder Mahal knew how to do his finish this time. Basically, they basically put Nakamura in the hold for Jinder. They're like, this is where your hand goes. You put the quarter Nelson here. You grab this one. Okay, now throw him. It still looked bad. It all worked out. Huh? <laughs> it, it still did. looked bad. It did. It's a very easy move. Natalia and Carmella defeated Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Nice to see that Becky still exists. Fantastic crowd that goes crazy when Charlotte's tagged in. Uh, not a bad match at all, but most of it takes place during commercials, so I can't ask Anna about it. <laughs> no, no, but we did see the promo that led up to the match. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that. Kill it with fire. Just just kill it. Just It's something about dogs. I, I don't know. It's Natty's delivery. It's like getting a fork and sticking it into my back and then just drawing it down. It's something like, because if you do, you're going to be really sorry. It's, oh, dude, you're letting yourself down at this point. Like, in ring, you're so We already are good. sorry. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, that's what I saw. <clears throat> Carmella hits Becky with a briefcase. Distract Charlotte long enough to get submitted with the sharpshooter. Uh, I think we know where this is going. Uh, you can place your bets on Charlotte Flair, I think, Jeff. Yeah, uh, you liked this match more than I did. I just, I just got after the third or fourth drop kick that missed by half a mile that you could have actually run a truck in between the amount of space between them. I just got tired of it. I'm just like, whoever is agenting these things, work on the drop kicks a little bit because they're back. Work to being on every sloppy. everything where these these girls bump before the impact. Yeah, and that, that uh, happens a lot. Clotheslines, clotheslines, and drop kicks. Steve Austin recently kind of went off on the clothesline comeback, and he was like, "They got to bump and feed, and bump and feed, and bump and feed, and do this over and over and over and over again." And some of them aren't just aren't fast enough to do it. And uh, the drop kicks are another are, are one. Like, you all know how I feel about crappy drop kicks as it is, but I mean, come on. You, if question. you hit a real good drop kick, you can make it mean something. Yeah. Uh, question, because it got brought up elsewhere, and it was a good fodder for discussion. And since you kind of alluded to it, Becky Lynch, is this possibly the biggest waste of talent in proportion to how she's being used on the main roster right now? And they waste a lot of people. They I really mean, do. She's only had one good match since getting brought up to the main roster, and that was really the, the triple threat at WrestleMania, to, to me. It, I mean, it's not much of a enough. secret. Charlotte, Charlotte and Becky are the two most valuable on that brand. Yeah, and it's just... Like it's. They, but they've been doing this with, with both rosters, both the Raw and, and the SmackDown women's roster. Is we haven't been seeing the kinds of matches we were getting in NXT. We haven't seen been seeing the kind of angles we've been getting in NXT. So, I mean... It, it's one of those things where it's like, but but Becky, especially in this role, she's playing second banana to Charlotte. So it, it's just one of those things that just, 
it, it continues to amaze me <laughs> that that we haven't seen you know more good matches from her. It seems like they're trying to keep the cupboard full, so to speak. Like mm-hmm. they're saving it. They're saving it. Meanwhile, on Raw, there are things like like Braun Strowman's not going to have a first time matchup before long, like on on that brand because they they empty the cupboard with him. And they're emptying the cupboard with him because they didn't pull the trigger on him maybe when they should have. Yeah. With Charlotte, like on, on the SmackDown brand, they haven't pulled the trigger on her yet. And it's like they're trying to keep keep it full for when they do. Then maybe they go to Becky Lynch because it's been all everybody else. I mean, for a hot minute, Tamina and Lana had a storyline that got dropped. Mm-hmm. So, well, well, first off, Anna, what do you think of that situation? And who do you think went in Sunday? Um, I think there's still a possibility that Carmella will. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm one, I'm, I want to hold off saying cash in because I feel like that's not quite where they're going with this yet. Um, otherwise, Charlotte. I just think in terms of Becky not being used, it is a huge problem with all these talents that they're not using in general across the board. But I also think it's it's a lame excuse to say you know, we want to hold her off for something else because I think they just don't know how to write for them still. And that wasn't really, that isn't an issue at NXT. The storylines, they come from wherever. It doesn't need to be a feud based on, you know, my last name or, you know, bitchiness, to be perfectly blunt. Um, and it's, it's a huge problem on both brands, but it's it's hurting girls like Becky the most. And that's shit. I'm with you. I'm with you there. We get the first uh, Mike Kanellis appearance in over a month on SmackDown. He gets beat real quick by Rude. Uh, Anna, why they signed this guy? Because it wasn't for this. I guarantee you that. Yeah, Maria. I mean, it was good to see him back. And uh, it's interesting haircut. He looks like that girl from freak show um american horror story yeah he does i know yeah. you're talking about yeah um i liked this this brief little match and it was it was fun and um cory graves is mvp for the night with the hallelujah hallelujah chance and then cutting off byron saying no byron you're not involved in this um his disdain like cory graves total disdain for saxton is a highlight every week. oh it was fantastic not you byron you lower the value of everything that one yes. night for me. Um, there was a lot of angry love from Mike Bennett, which I really liked. And I really liked this match. And even the theme song, which still is yeah, it was, ridiculously catchy. It was and quick, it was short, out. it was harmless, in my opinion. I mean, Mike Canellis is what Mike Canellis is going to be. Yeah. like, And probably what he... What we, he didn't have a lot of upside. If, uh, here's the thing. If you have a Bobby Roode, you don't really need a Mike Canellis. So, I mean, this this match played out how it should. And, you know, all due respect to Mike Kanellis, I say that. Um, I'm a fan of Bobby Roode's baby face. I like it. I think he fits there. I think he works well there. I think it's it's almost natural. People want to cheer him. Just let him cheer him when they get tired and they don't want to anymore. Don't force it. Don't make him be a baby face. Uh, we, we've heard Randy Orton saw, uh, say recently he wishes – that he were a heel because he's getting sick of a baby face. But he also said that he wished he would have stayed with the Wyatt family so he could become a fat ass. So, uh, <laughs> and, and wrestle in a janitor's outfit. 
which I thought was fantastic. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that during the Randy Orton segment, but Dolph Ziggler comes out, and for as much heat as they get, these uh, Dolph Ziggler segments do good YouTube numbers. Why do you think that is, Jeff? Just curiosity from people seeing a guy mock entrances? Hate watching. (laughs) Uh, So that's why Ballers is still on my DVR. Oh, God. Damn it. Really? That show just is mediocrity personified. It's like we're going to do Entourage, but not as good an Entourage. Yeah, well, it's, it's like Entourage meets Arliss. Oh. Even Arliss yeah, wasn't man. that good. <laughs> hey, you're telling me. It's just I'm a sports nut, dude. And, you know, I like, what, I like the stuff the rocks in. and uh, I actually, good. I actually specced an episode of Arliss for a writing sample, so I really? watched a lot of Arliss at one time, yeah. I've watched a lot of Arliss in my day, too. I, I liked it when I was, like, a teenager. Uh, Anna Rude Ziggler. Uh, I want to say Ziggler's entrance sucked, but I thought his promo was pretty good tonight. Who wins on Sunday? I'm just, I'm just lobbing you the softball here. Yeah, the promo, the promo was good. I will give him that. I would like to see Dolph Ziggler versus Enzo Amore match at Survivor Series. And it's a last man standing and whoever loses, no, whoever wins has to face Braun Strowman and will be destroyed. So everyone wins, really. Um, Just put him in a handicap match against him. No, I like the slow burn. Why choose? I like the slow burn. (laughs) It's, yeah. He's look. He is doing a good job because he's he's pissing me off. So, I, I, yeah, I hope Rude wins. Um, I don't know where they're going to go with either guy after this, or what they're going to do with Ziggler next. Um, Ziggler, Ziggler's their Ty Dillinger right now. He's to smack down what Ty Dillinger was in NXT. He's the guy okay. that yeah. maybe the new guys will show show up and beat and. But that's – where do they go with Ziggler after this in terms of gimmick? Because surely he can't continue with this. Don't know. Who's got a cool entrance? Hmm. I don't know. Jeff, the segment, prediction? I thought, I thought the segment was okay. <laughs> there, there's something funny to me about uh, about Corey Graves' music snobbery. Every time he name drops some artist that I like, like Neil Peart of Rush – um, yeah. I don't, you know what? I'm not as clear cut that Bobby Roode wins this. I think he should. I think everything points to it, but there's a part of me that thinks because of your question, what do they do with Dolph Ziggler? I think the answer is they continue this feud. And I, I just, I, I have this nagging feeling that they let Ziggler win, but I'm going to pick Bobby Roode nevertheless. Ty Dillinger, or actually, it's the next segment over. New Day and the Usos. We get a promo from each of these teams. This is usually what it usually is. The Usos cut a really awesome promo. New Day are harmless, pretty much. The Usos, to me, are something special and real. And I'll tell you what is particularly impressive to me about them. They have been stale twice in their career to a re- almost like a really bad level. And both times they overcame it. Not only that, the first time they were stale... 
it was such just a, a slow, like natural them getting over. Like just one week I was listening to the crowd and I was like, wow, these guys are over. They, they just got over. They added some face paint. They changed up their deal. They made slight modifications. They got over this time that got stale and they did a complete overhaul. And it's really awesome. It's really great. Um, this is just, it's just working. And usually by now with any feud, I'm sick of it. I don't want to see it anymore. I, I'm done with it. This has been going on for months and I'm still into it, Jeff. Yeah. And, and look, this is, uh, this is where attitude and emotion are really overcoming the material. Because to me, the, uh, the Usos promo, the, the, when you when you listen to the actual dialogue, it's still it, it's it's a little hokey, it's a little soft. But the way that they deliver it makes you make it think that it's intense, and it's more intense than it is. And that's really the magic of the Usos right now. I I think they're great. I think they're they're a great act. I like having, I like just having someone who's angry, and you believe that they're angry on a show where, in a company where they don't really. They they don't really encourage that kind of thing, and I think the the the, the new day are the perfect foils for that because they're just kind of they're the clown princes of wrestling. So I, I think I think that's a good dynamic. Uh, my question is, is this a lumberjack in a cell match? Because they said they're going to put the other tag teams in there. I don't think I don't think that's true. I don't think that's a literal thing, right? Yeah, I don't think so. But I am very much looking forward to this match. This this is going to be the match of the night, and this is going to be awesome. I just posted on my Twitter at Sean Ross Sap guys an article at Sean Ross Sap, not at Sean Ross Sap guys. So don't like go there at Sean Ross Sap guys. I'm registering that now. Yeah, I'm sure somebody else already oh, has. That's gonna be dodgy. Yeah. So uh, I posted an article that Joe Holbert did in March talking about how the Usos' versatility lends to their longevity, which I think kind of speaks volume. That seven seven months later. It still feels very, this still feels very, very fresh. Um, Anna, the segment, the promo, and your prediction for Sunday. Um, I think they're going to hot potato this title between the two, and I'm all on board for that. I think there's enough between them and enough creativity between the two teams that they could take this through to WrestleMania um, and make something incredible. I'm glad that they clarified that no Budios will be in the Usos penitentiary, so we know it's not that kind of a prison. Um, and they also clarified that day one, day one ish, is a lifestyle. So I would like to encourage Fashion Files to pitch to WWE Network to come forward with a lifestyle channel of day one as H. Um, that makes sense to me in my mind because they're always on my mind. Uso is just really damn good, and New Day. I think they always they always do step up to the plate, especially given competitors like this. I'm really looking forward to this match, and I would just encourage for the New Day underwear for them to use the catchphrase "Get some booty on your balls," because if they don't, it's just Miss Territory right there. You proud of yourself? I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> is, is there more value in putting the belts on the Usos here? Because I, I, I'm thinking that as well. Because I think 
there's more opportunity to put in other teams against them than there are the New Day because there aren't any real heel teams left other than the Ascension. Yeah, and I would have Daniel Bryan before, before, unlike the pre-show or something, say, as I like watching these guys wrestle each other, enough is enough. Let's give another team a chance type of thing because this is where the immediate rematch is a gift and a curse because it can lead to great feuds like this. But it also mandates a rematch, and it leads to somebody needing to get beaten twice in a row at some point. Uh, I think the Usos will win just because, like like Anna said, they're hot potatoing it. But like, it wouldn't shock me to see New Day win and then move move on to someone else. I don't know what's going on with uh, the Hype Bros as they're kind of having some issues, and they're going to face uh, Shelton and Gable. I think Shelton and Gable win that. Jeff, your pick? Yeah, Shelton and Gable win that, and I think, God, I think that might be the last of the hype bros. Could be. Anna? Yeah, I, Gable and Shelton, but I also think that it could go either way of a breakup or they both go insane and just beat the shit out of them. That'd work. Uh, Jinder Mahal cut a really bad promo backstage, uh, per usual. Who's winning this match Sunday, Anna? I don't care. <laughs> I, I just don't. This has gotten to the point where it's like I'm obviously currently back with my parents. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In the meanwhile, and they are coming in and out of the TV room and they can see the promo is happening and I feel embarrassed. So I'm like, yeah. this isn't like, this isn't normally what this, it has been for months, but this isn't the standard even though it's a championship angle. I just don't care. And somebody tried to advocate this and pointed to, they said that <laughs> last night I tweeted that Jinder Mahal has pushed a lot of interest off of this show. And I do, I see it in web traffic. I see it in viewers. I see it in viewership of this show, of any show. I see it and they're like, well, that is provably false. And then they pointed to me numbers that were sub 2.5 million in viewership. They weren't below that. Like, at all before Jinder Mahal became number one contender. To think that there is not some correlation there, I think, is irresponsible. Like, every time I make a dumb decision at Fightful from now on, I'm going to just be like, Jimmy, look, I'm trying to break into the Indian market really hard right now. So you're going to have to deal with it. 
and I'm going to see how well that works out. I think Jinder Mahal wins this because they are going on tour in India in December. However, if for some reason Nakamura gets added to that Indian tour, it would not surprise me if Nakamura beat him for the title before then, and then they do a big title victory in India uh, just as as an effort to do that. Uh, Jeff, Sunday, Jinder Mahal, That's what Nakamura. Do. For, for some <laughs> reason, they're gonna do. It's gonna be. Ah, uh, damn you! Not in not, a cell. <sighs> Nakamura. The match wins. that needed it. The match that needed it. That called for it. Not in a cell. Yeah. Unless they change it the last minute. Sing Brothers flying everywhere. Yeah, I it needed it. I think you're right. I think Nakamura may win here even though that goes against everything I'm thinking, so that gender can get the win in India. That sounds good. Yeah. When's that December pay-per-view? Let me take a gander at the Fightful.com event section where you can go to see all the latest for boxing, MMA, wrestling events, what we're going to be covering Coming up, we have all of them. Everything from King of Pro Wrestling, Global War Chicago, TLC, Bound for Glory. In December, man, it's a SmackDown show, so it's after the India tour. So maybe maybe they could do a title switch then, too. Kinder Mahal is a two-time champ. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's impossible. I think that the... The idea of putting the title on somebody else to have gender crowned is a real possibility. Ugh. Ugh. Gives me the giblies. The fact that he got it once, like, and you know, the early on you had everybody saying, at least they're trying something new. <laughs> Man, it's like the people that were like, Man, David Arquette was on the cover of USA Today after he won the title. Yeah, so was O.J. Simpson after the Bronco chase. Doesn't mean it was good. Doesn't mean it was a good thing. That's an interesting jump, but okay. Is it? Is it? Uh (laughs) Is it? Speaking of interesting jumps. Okay, I'll save that one. Anna, because of, because of your immature reaction, I'm going to say <laughs> You've ruined it for everybody. Yeah, Party's thanks a lot, over. Anna. God. You're welcome. You're welcome. Party's over. Let's go home. The Segway King will save it. <laughs> the Segway King. Man. Just Randy, our Ty Dillinger defeated Baron Corbin. Corbin doing the boss man spot every match is not good, and I'm glad that Ty Dillinger kicked him in the damn face. Had it scouted. What was good was the spot in the stairs. I like that. Ty Dillinger hits a small package for the win. Jeff, why isn't he involved in the title picture now then? Um, Because they want to give Baron Corbin this losing streak gimmick to kind of make us think he's not going to beat AJ Styles, but he is by cheating. Because in the promo, they pretty much said he can't take any shortcuts. So he's going to take a shortcut and win. Interesting. Anna, are you making the same prediction? You switching it up? Yeah, I think this isn't the end of Gillandra in the feud. I hope it isn't. I really like him and his Sex Panther tattoo. Um, mm. It's just a, it's just a nice 
a nice addition and he's a fresh face to all of this in comparison to all the other feuds. Yeah, I like this match. Um, I like Corbin's theme music now that I've actually paid attention to it. I don't know if it's the same one as last week or when they changed it, but I like it. Um, and it was a nice spot. Corbin just has some really dirty moves in there, like hanging up Dillinger in the ropes and then just whacking him that. in the midsection. On the outside, I should yeah. have, I need to add it to my notes. I loved that move. That was a really cool, different move. That's cool. Like when I, when I watch a wrestling match, I just want to see something a little bit different, like maybe something sold differently or just a tweak to a move. That's when Sasha Banks started doing the knees everywhere, knees, 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 and she would switch it up just a little bit. She would do it in a different way. Uh, it slowed down a lot, but I really appreciated that about her. Baron Corbin doing that fit his character. Uh, it's something that he would do. I like that. I dig it. Um, yeah, I think he's going to win on Sunday, and we probably get a rematch because that's what they do. Randy Orton defeated Aiden English in a bit of it was a rubber match, technically. I love that Rusev accompanied Aiden English to the ring. Anna, just, just walk me through Rusev and his hilarious transition from angry to optimistic over his ruined day. Rusev is the hero that we need and the hero that we don't deserve. He brings light to my heart, to my life. Um, and Aiden English is essentially his new Lana in this situation, and I'm all for it. Um, it's just his delivery of last week was supposed to be a happy Rusev day, but you ruined it. It was just Rusev number one, Rusev everything. Him and bouncing back to from, from angry to, but there will be plenty more. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And it sets up Auden perfectly because Auden does ruin everything at this point in terms of Rusev. This is the kind of Orton I want to see, though. Like, I don't want to see him having even five-minute matches, five, six-minute matches. Get him in there, have him RKO somebody, get him the hell out. Uh, this was also harmless, but Jeff, who wins Sunday? Orton. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think Rusev's eating another RKO. I think he's fantastic. I agree with everything that's been said you mean so far. Rusev's eating another RKO. That, that what did I say? You said Orton. Okay, no. Well, that'd be cool if Orton could RKO <laughs> himself. I would be. He yes, could. I'd be very impressed. Um, when he retires, I want to see that happen. <laughs> he, you know what? Skinny Orton could RKO fat Orton, and then we'd all be, you know, happy. Uh, I like the Aiden English Rusev pairing a lot. Um, but I think they're going to view it as a comedy mid-card act rather than trying to get Rusev over. So I think Rusev eats it here. I'm with you. I think so. Unfortunate, but yeah, I think so. I like the pop-up RKO. That was good. I want to see Randy Orton's matches go like a couple minutes and he just, bam, new one. They're finally taking like the diamond cutter method where DDP would throw him up on his shoulders or hit it out of the corner or the rebound deal. I mean, it, it only took him a few years after after Vines went viral. There were women who I taught kickboxing to who didn't know any pro wrestlers, but they knew who Randy Orton was because of those Vines. I didn't realize they had transcended, like, so much, but they had. 
Backstage, Sami Zayn tries to talk some sense into Shane McMahon, brings up how he was Kevin Owens' best man at his wedding, and Kevin Owens still attacks him all the time. Shane isn't having it. McMahon comes out and says some stuff that doesn't particularly mean anything until he drops the stipulation uh, that his match on Sunday will be falls count anywhere. Anna, do you like this? Does this undermine the purpose of Hell in a Cell? What are your, what do you feel about this match? I don't mind it this at all. It's something something different. Um, I hope this leads to a second empty arena match, but you know, you never know. Um, and we got that little segment. Smackdown matches right? usually are empty arena matches. Didn't want to go. Yeah. There. By the way, you all may be alone on the November twenty eighth podcast. I think I might go to SmackDown that night. Okay, bye. Okay, why why be rude? Why be rude about it? Man, you know why what? It was great having me? Sean Ross app around. It's just a shame he died. Wait, what? Why <laughs> why say hurtful things? Why be mean? What what do you gain? His was way more hurtful than mine. Because it's fun? Well, to be to be honest, let, let's be real. I don't give a shit about what either one of you say. So neither one of them are hurtful. <laughs> but both of them are rude. Such so from there, we will move on. Mine was glorious. Jeff, what do you think about the addition of the Falls Count Anywhere? The old former WWE SmackDown versus Raw rules where you could pin somebody on the announce table if you wanted to. Can, can I say it's dumb to have it with a Hell in a Cell stipulation? Sure. Because the I whole mean, point of Hell in the Cell is to keep you in the cell. Yeah. So that means, obviously, that this match is leaving the cell and going everywhere outside of the arena, which means the stipulation only matters because Shane's going to climb on top and jump off of it through a table, probably. So, well, okay, so, so here's where matters. I think they saved that, Jeff, is because Kevin Owens promised that. Okay. I, I, he straight I'll, up I'll said, that. I'm taking you to the top of the cage, and I'm throwing you off of it. That's what he said. You know what? Unless I they take the cage with them around the arena. It, it would be fine if they had established, you know, kind of the, the you can pin a guy anywhere in the cell anyways. So, uh, but, I, you know, I don't know. I, I just, Maybe I'm being too picky about this one. I just, I just thought well, that kind of, why, why even have the cell then if, you, if it's a falls count anywhere? But that's me. But he says, Sean, why would you make Jimmy spend the money for you to watch this trash in person? Jimmy's not spending anything. It's tax deductible. Duh. Shane McMahon, after that, is lured up to the merchandise area, which is kind surprisingly of empty. It's surprisingly <laughs> empty. And he eats a sad-looking powerbomb from Kevin Owens. I'm talking like this was a depressed powerbomb. This power bomb has seen some bad things happen in its day, and it just it just wanted to be left alone. Owens goes back to the ring, says he agrees with the decision, and is throwing Shane off of the cell. Shane drags himself back to ringside. It's a sad-looking flying clothesline off the barrier, but the crowd buys into it, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Kevin Owens beats him up even more. Anna, Sunday, who's walking away? The victor. I think KO, I think he goes too far, and I think it brings out either Steph or Triple H. Hmm. 
Leading leading to a Kevin Owens Triple H program would interest me incredibly. Mm-hmm. Especially on and they reopened it by bringing it up a couple of uh, a month ago about handing this. Yeah, Jeff, as you said, especially on SmackDown, I <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, because because if they if they move this to Raw because it's the A show, it totally ruins the the, the need to have to have the you know because it's going to be overshadowed by whatever Roman Reigns is doing anyways. And yep. SmackDown needs that kind of story. I, I like the idea. I think I'll go with Anna's prediction. Yeah, I think that's a fair uh, – not a fair. I think it's an outstanding prediction. It's not one that really crossed my mind, the, the Triple H aspect of it. But I brought it up last week. I don't <laughs> listen to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember you said it. I see. Okay, great. Now I know how Alex feels. I listen to Alex. No, you don't. Yeah, we appreciate Alex. Oh, yeah. Both of you Bailey says she gets uh, depressed and watches her old NXT matches. This sounds a lot like Saul Goodman in Better Call Saul. <laughs> if, if I were her, I'd watch my old matches too. God, remember yeah. when people knew how to use me and how to build up a feud and do basic pro wrestling storytelling? Wasn't that great? <laughs> Jeff... Talk to us a little bit about Lance Russell, uh, wrestling announcing great, passed away. Lance Russell, to me, Lance Russell is a part of that generation of announcers, kind of like Bob Cottle and Gordon Soley, um, who I think Dave Meltzer used the best word, integrity is the best thing. In this world of carnies, you, you believed Lance Russell. I met him once. I think it was 95 when he was uh, doing stuff for Smoky Mountain. Nice as can be. Um, I think he's something that modern wrestling is really missing, and he was so low-key. I I compare him kind of like your uncle. (laughs) If your uncle came over to babysit and you got into a fight, now kids, you know, he, he had that kind of drawl to go along with it. He wasn't doing histrionics. When he got mad, he was mad, but he wasn't overpowering like, you know, say Michael Cole or or a Matt Stryker on commentary. He was low-key, and he let the, the wrestlers be the talent. And he's, in terms of a, a scene structure type thing, if you were doing this, he's possibly the best straight man announcer in wrestling. To, to me, because he was also aggressive. I mean, when, if, if a heel said something that was, now, wait a minute, you can't say anything like that. that That's ridiculous. You know, he challenged guys on that as opposed to just listening to dumb things. It was a conversation between two people. I admittedly came to Lance Russell's peak uh, through tape trading and DVDs. My first inclinations of him was WCW late in his career when he was hosting a show with the Freebirds, and he was great on that and i but i didn't appreciate him until i started watching the memphis stuff i think lance russell is possibly the best interviewer in professional wrestling history even better than mean gene mean gene's a little too carny for me but that's just me well i mean he ran a 900 line (laughs) so did so did lance russell though so, yeah, I mean, but <laughs> let, let's let's talk about how they were promoted. Well, let's not. I mean, people can see. Uh, yeah, definitely a big loss. Uh, somebody's asking me to talk about the 
the Susan G. Komen segment. Okay. Good for those women. I don't know Dana Warrior's stance on the issue, but I don't like the fetishizing of the ultimate warrior and how caring the man apparently was. I'll read you all this quote that I posted on Twitter. From Ultimate Warrior about Bobby Heenan after the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD. (laughs) As for you, Bobby Heenan, it's just too difficult to keep a straight face talking about the pure two-faced bag of shit you are and always have been. What with you actually wearing one as a body as a piece of body jewelry? You are dying, diseased on the inside, and no more time is left to get back into the integrity that matters most on death's bed. Imagine what it'll be like lying there, taking in your last breaths, knowing you hoard yourself out your whole life and had to, in your final years, be faced with emptying your own personal shit bag, affirming to the true value of what you achieve in your life. Not even Vince could come up with a better finish than this. Karma is just a beautiful thing to behold. End quote. Yeah. That's why I didn't cover it on Monday, and we got a lot of requests to... That's why I won't be talking about it throughout any more of the segments that they do. Can I just say one thing in regards to this? Because someone tweeted us yesterday saying something similar about, you know, bringing up Ultimate Warrior's past with this stuff. And from (laughs) what I've seen of Dana Warrior and her blogs and everything else, this seems more like it's her initiative. This is Mm -hmm. more to do. And they're using Warrior's name and his legacy to promote this to a wider audience. They probably don't know about this stuff. Yeah, um, but this this is very much from Dana Warrior, and I completely get why people they can see the hypocrisy in this, and it's they could have picked. It's unfortunate because I think that this is definitely her cause, but because of the past stuff that has been said by her husband, it now mars it. But my initial reaction to all of this, given the amount of bad shit going on in the world right now, seeing something like this on my TV, I'm all for it. And that's what I want to focus on. And maybe that's just me trying too hard to turn a blind eye to this other stuff, but she is not her husband. She is her own brand. They have opened up this discussion because they are using his name and his likeness. And his logo. Yeah. But this is, a great initiative for women who have gone through some really tough shit. And sure. for me personally, I didn't really tweet much yesterday because I don't want to be on social media right now because it's really hard to take. Um, so this kind of thing helps, helps the world. And it's, yeah, it's unfortunate, this side effect. You know, yeah, I, I, I don't know her feelings on what warrior said, what ultimate warrior said, but, it doesn't sit right with me after, you know, I was very coherent in taking in all, all of the things that warrior was saying. And of course he was angry after that DVD came out, but that was, he was different before he died. You know, I don't think he would, they would have him in the company like this now, if amends weren't made. Amends were made between he and WWE. Yeah. I don't know if he ever went on record and said, you know, all that crazy shit I said about all these people, maybe, maybe that wasn't true. I don't think he ever went on record and said that. I don't know about on record. We don't know about what he said in his private life either. 
I just know people say some shit in their past. Well, when, when you say things. that kind of stuff publicly and you really want to make amends, publicly is generally the way you should go about it. I mean, the guy was on CNN and said, and I quote, queering don't make the world work. But if you give, End like, quote. Hulk has come out and said he used to believe all that shit in the past, but he doesn't anymore. Warrior died pretty suddenly. We don't know where that could have led. I'm not trying to defend this guy. I'm just trying to, because I don't know. I don't know where he stood on all this before he died. And I just think that it is what WWE are trying to do with this initiative. It's unfortunate that there's a side shit that goes along with it that people are very aware of. That is a lot of bad stuff. And, you know, I don't, I hate that he said that stuff because for me as a little kid, he was my favorite. Um, but I, I don't know if somehow in, if we can separate the two issues. I just think that's what we need right now. To me, it's I mean, not, like, to go me, ahead. It's, Sorry, Jeff. To me, it's not even the most egregious part of this whole thing. Um, I have a different perspective on this. I, do, I, am too, I too am uncomfortable with the warrior thing. I'm more uncomfortable with if these women are not wrestling fans and the past few years they've done this, they haven't been, and they bring them out, like especially the Joan London segment I remember. I remember last year Enzo and Cass were the ones who came out to kind of celebrate. And it just – it if they're wrestling fans, fine. But if I'm a cancer survivor and I'm getting brought out as part of this corporate thing and it's this gaudy – bordering on stupid presentation with, you know, all the female talents wearing shirts or another talent wearing shirts. And I'm getting presented a belt in, in kind of not even a reverential way, so to speak, kind of in that hokey campy WWE way, I'd be embarrassed to do this. And I, I'd, I'd much rather they do a video segment where there was some reverence to this whole thing, as opposed to kind of, shilling for the company where they're kind of virtue signaling how much they care about breast cancer because that whole thing, that whole quote from Stephanie still in the back of my mind about philanthropy is the new marketing type of thing. I think there needs to be a little bit more reverence for the women who survived breast cancer in all of these segments than they've been giving them the past six years. That's the thing that's been making me angry about this whole thing i mean the warrior thing is the cherry on top for me so i mean i will put this to you in in terms of that that like these women would not be there if they didn't agree to it and didn't agree to the setup i I don't think they have a damn clue what ultimate warrior has said in his past but also i think um, my guess is these women have families and kids who are into wrestling and you know it's not when a woman gets breast cancer it's everyone around them that's affected and oh i thought like they were put up by the susan well. g komen foundation i thought that i thought the foundation was the one putting up breast cancer survivors for this kind of public display type thing because it was obvious to me at least for a few years out of this that they were not wrestling fans that they were getting this like when they were giving um replica belts and they're just looking i'm going what, what am i supposed to do with this i mean it it's yeah. it's one of those it's one of those touchy things for me that I think I think they should be done with a little bit more solemnness than there is. Well, they don't have – I don't think anybody that I recall that, like from a female perspective that was diagnosed with breast cancer outside of uh, 
Mariana who passed away in like 2004 and she was there briefly. But I mean, you know, Zach Ryder's battled cancer. Jim Duggan's battled cancer. Michelle McCool's battled cancer, not breast cancer. But I mean, they, they do have cancer survivors that they are on good terms with that they could kind of use in this situation. I, it's just, especially considering this, it would be like doing, ah, uh, oh man, it would be like making an award like for the LBGT community and painting the Warriors logo on it because it's multicolored and LGBT. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it would be yeah. like that. Knowing what we know, what he said, like, he was thrilled that a man had cancer and was going to die from it because of some stuff he said on a DVD. Yeah. That's not, that's, uh, it's rough. That's rough. And, you know, I'm, did I enjoy the Ultimate Warrior as a performer? Yeah, I did. Am I bummed that the dude passed away? Yeah, I am. But, I mean, I, I can't pretend that the dude was like some fantastic guy. I mean, he said a lot of wild stuff, a lot of wild stuff. Anna, tell the people where they can follow you besides to Fightful.com on Sunday for the WWE Hell in a Cell post-show podcast. Yes, that is true. Uh, also at Anna Bowett, B-A-U-E-R-T. Jeff? I'm at Crap Game 13. Uh, you can follow... Uh, Rob McCarron, my other broadcast partner, who actually does listen to me occasionally, at Shake Them Ropes, all one word. Uh, we'll be going over Hell in the Cell as well, in addition to whatever tangents and other things, perhaps Tom Petty, that, <laughs> that Rob wants to talk about. There's plenty of Petty on your all show every single week. Wow, you don't even listen. I do too. I do too. <laughs> Guys, Fightful.com, I want to encourage you all to share our stories, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. All that stuff really helps. You all have helped us grow uh, wonderfully over the past year and some change. Uh, please keep uh, doing that. It really uh, helps out when you subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, you thumbs up, comment, uh, participate in the chat. Anything like that is of great service to us. Thank you all so much. Follow me on Twitter at Sean Rossap and at Fightful Online. Till next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.